When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Want to know another Snapple fact? The first hot air balloon passengers were a sheep, a duck, and a rooster. Ridiculous. Check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavored Snapple near you. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey, <sighs> Well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Hey guys, it's David. Listen, before we get into today's episode of Behind the Velvet Rope, I have to tell you guys about a podcast that I am freaking loving, Going to Bed with Garcelle. And it's hosted by, yup, you guessed it, the one, the only, Garcelle Beauvais, who we love from Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. You guys know, I think she had a great first year. I know all of you agree with me. But listen, for all of you millennials that are listening, you know, what you may not know is that Garcelle has like a real legitimate, incredible acting career before coming to our favorite RHOBH. She was on the Jamie Foxx show. She was in Coming to America. She's really kind of done it all. But let me tell you about Going to Bed with Garcelle, which comes out every Thursday. It is such a fun and flirty podcast. Garcelle, this is like a different Garcelle than I saw all season on Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. She doesn't hold back. She talks about sex, dating, relationships, like nothing is off the table. I personally think this podcast is best listened to at night. It's like a great girl's night in with a cocktail. And Garcelle has, listen, I thought I got away. You guys all think I have a way of having guests open up. And I, I agree that I do. But I, I don't know. Garcelle is giving me a run for my money. She has these guests open up and they just spill everything. She's had on Raven Simone, the Bella Twins. She has on a great mixture of like famous and non-famous friends. But these, she gets them somehow to talk about like love and deal breakers, which I understand. But then they're talking about sex and sexual fetishes. So this is, I don't know, this is just such a great podcast. It launched in May. It's already at the top of the comedy charts. It's going to bed with Garcelle. It drops every Thursday. And listen, Real Housewives of Beverly Hills, it was a great season. If you want more Garcelle until next season, hopefully this is a great way to get it. Going to bed with Garcelle every Thursday. And it's available anywhere you listen to podcasts. Apple, Spotify, anywhere you can find a podcast. And if you're not already following Garcelle on Instagram, you need to follow her at Garcelle. Guys, check out Going to Bed with Garcelle and then DM me and let me know what you thought of it. I'm telling you, this is raw. It's unfiltered. It is so much fun. You guys have to listen. This is the true story of a New York City boy with big town hopes and small neighborhood dreams of becoming BFFs with the Real Housewives and other Bravo celebrities. Then, one day, that dream actually came true. Let me take you behind the velvet rope. Hey guys, this is David. Welcome back behind the velvet rope. Let's just get right into it today because we are joined by official friend of the show. Once you're here two or more times, you're an official friend of behind the velvet rope, Miss Catherine Edwards. Hello. How are you? I'm well, thank you very much. How are you? You were just saying it's 81 degrees where you are. 
Yeah, and I'm kind of complaining because it's September and I want fall. I want fall weather. We just got back from Napa and it was almost 100 up there. But who cares when you're drinking great wine? Uh, well, we went from like summer to like fall-ish to almost, it's so cold in New York. It's been cold even though it's September. Are things opening up out there? Like, so you could sit outside and now there's this whole... I think inside is going to open 25%, but like there's this whole like when, because, but New Jersey, Connecticut, like outside the city, restaurants are kind of open. But think about it. They need to let them start at least seating 25 to 50% inside. Cause as soon as the weather gets cold, you guys are screwed. Yeah. I've had some nights out for drinks where I'm just like, I would never be here if I, had any other choice like it's so cold like I'm sitting there with a jacket on that's crazy like it's not worth it almost LA is exactly like that San Diego is more open we don't have um the high incident rates so we've been posting up down here but not I mean we go Wyoming Napa we go a few places but you've been there LA because there's nothing to do do you miss your home in LA? Um, a little bit, but what I miss are the great restaurants and going out and seeing friends, and I can't do that. I know. So everyone wants to come down here. I like I'm, San Diego. Oh, I love it. I've turned into the hostess with the mostest. I was just telling you I have dinner for 10 tomorrow night, and so I'm just, you know, working a little too hard. That's fun, though. It's like a perfect number. Yeah, it's true. So I'm so glad you came back on. You know, your other two episodes of sitting down and chatting with me have just caused all this. I mean, now granted, a lot of people come on my show and it causes whatever. Do you know what the difference is? And I can honestly say this. When certain people come on my show, and I don't mind it, they come on with an agenda to purposely cause drama. Right. You did not, you really did it. Like I can say, I can count on like one hand people that just aren't seeking the limelight or the fame that are just living their lives happily and just came in for a chat and you're one of them. So I didn't yeah. think it was going to cause all this. No, nor did I. I was kind of surprised. And honestly, truth be told, I don't think I said anything really bad other than the fact that, I mean it's not bad to say you don't like someone. You can just, that is just not your person. And there was one person I said I wasn't a fan of, but I didn't think I said anything bad. I spoke the truth and maybe the truth some people don't like. And but. you weren't even overly, no, I didn't think, but I saw, I mean, I just, I'm so, like I saw like on Twitter, like LVP had stuff to say. And then also there was this Erica component where Camille got involved in, it brought you, you and Camille backed you up. So like, did I, I didn't know if you guys have spoken, like it's been. Not lately. No, I haven't, I haven't talked to her since, I haven't talked to anyone since the start, which I was very happy that my phone didn't ring at all. But um, yeah, Cam I didn't know Camille didn't like her. And it was funny because I had a lot of other people chime in on Twitter and DMs that had run into her or know her. Someone was doing PR for her and can't stand her said she's horrible and I'm like hello I've been telling you all this and it's weird so people accuse me at times of coming for a Erica and B LVP and I'm like I have nothing against either of them it's just what you I mean I've had mean. certain guests on like I don't have any I'm sure Erica's like yeah screw him and but whatever I mean who cares but someone, one of the blogs posted like, Behind the Velvet Roll podcast brings Catherine Edwards and Camille Grammer together. You know how these blogs are. So okay. I was like, I, I thought that. that was kind of cute. I like Camille. And I, Camille and I, and we don't even know each other that well, but we just, she's a Jersey girl or she's an East Coast girl. We just, you know, she's a straight shooter and we just instantly hit it off. And I, I, I like her. I like her too. So I'm sorry if I caused any drama for you with LVP. No, no, no. There's no drama. I mean, how can you, how can there be drama if you don't have a consistent friendship? What am right. I, leaving? you know? No. no I always said that. 
I mean, I've had issues where like certain people will come on and then they'll get headlines or they'll, and people get mad at me and I'm like, I'm not losing anything because like you can't say you're my friend because we never speak. And I right. know that you're at a certain level in the entertainment world and you expect me just to bow down, but like it doesn't right. necessarily work that way. Exactly. So. I, I, I think it was fine with LVP. She, I think she said one of the tweets, like she didn't know why I, you know, said what I said because she always likes me. Um, and I, I like her too. I mean, there, there, we don't really have beef. She was mad that I didn't go to her fundraiser and she said that right away, which... And for the record, for anyone that's listening, she asked me to drive to, I was in San Diego, flying out of San Diego on an international flight at 6.30 in the morning. And she wanted me to go to LA, go to this fundraiser. And Donnie was already in Europe. I was meeting him there by myself and then drive back down to San Diego and be ready to go. I, you know, no can do. I, and I would make it up, but she was just done with me for not going to that event. And she did come down to San Diego for one of mine and it was great. And she was, her and Ken both were wonderful. So appreciative. And I'm more than happy to reciprocate. I'd gone to several of her dog things. It's not like I didn't go to any of her fundraisers, but that one, she had drawn a hard line of sand. And that was the, like, that was kind of the end, right? Yeah. I, yeah. Oh yeah. That was it. That was it. We, she, she was just done with me for not, driving up there by myself at, you know, rush hour traffic, which would have taken me literally, I don't know how well you know LA traffic, four or five hours to get there, go to the event and then drive back home at oh dark 30 by myself and get up at four o'clock in the morning. Now, come on. If you're really my friend, you would tell me, Catherine, stay home. That's not safe. Well, that's the thing. Like real friends don't ban you for one false move. Right. Right. And I, and I really, truly, genuinely like her. I think she's super funny. I, I really enjoyed her, but whatever. <laughs> that was that. So I just, I just didn't, I couldn't believe all this Twitter and Camille and Erica. I'm like, Jesus. Right? So what else? I mean, I guess we should just, before we even get into the reunion, let's talk about, I mean, so Teddy is gone. Yeah, you sent me that message yesterday. I'm so, I mean, am I, I like her. And, and I've read over, you know, the last few years that people, you know, weren't fans of hers. Why? Tell me why. I mean, I really didn't not like her as much as everyone else. I think that people just felt that she was boring and didn't bring anything to the show that's I mean that's the consistent it really I don't think it's for any it's really what she didn't do that's the biggest okay. complaint that people have against Look, her she wasn't glam enough like she didn't she didn't you know I I I, I mean the few times and I shouldn't say the few times because I've watched it the last two years we traveled so much and so I missed a lot of the last two years but I ran to Kyle, Kyle and I were at a mutual friend's birthday party in Palm Springs. And I remember Kyle said, you would love Teddy. She kind of reminds me of you, you guys, you know, just, and okay, so maybe I'm boring too, but I don't really understand what she did that was so bad to get I, so hate. I mean, people don't like her, right? They like hate her. Like they, 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 I read, I read on Twitter that they started a petition for Bravo to fire her. Damn. What did she do? Uh, or what didn't she, she I mean, I, if I were her, I mean, and I was so tempted to send her a DM, just say, girl, don't look a gift to us in the mouth. Ride off into the sunset with your beautiful family and your great life. She's probably got a lot of great friends and forget about it. I hope she's not losing one minute of sleep. You should DM her that. No, I don't do that. I'm not a DMer. <laughs> I mean, it is true. Listen, I respect the way she did it. Because it's like what we talked about. Like, so many of these women try to claim that it was, like, a mutual decision or it was their time, which, say what you want. There's a whole group of people we know that, like, 
you weren't as bad. So just, so, I mean, she went on her Instagram and said, listen, I could tell you that this was a mutual decision. Like it wasn't, my contract was not. So I respect the fact that she basically said I was let go. And I don't know why that is such a dirty thing. Like I can tell you, I have been fired from plenty of jobs. I will admit that. I'm not embarrassed to admit that. I don't know why it's such a taboo thing for people to admit. And, and honestly, to not, I mean, okay, Housewives is entertaining, and we love it, all the cities, everything. But to be told that you're boring and you're not fitting into, honestly, the, what I felt like this season was a shit show. I mean, it, I, I cringed so many times. Maybe she should take it as a compliment, right? That she didn't get down to that level. I, I, she's doing her thing. She's, she has a great family. She's, you know, she's grown up the daughter of a famous father and she's pretty damn normal. I think it's great. Well, it's like you said, I mean, a lot of the people that don't have these long careers and housewives are normal. Yeah, true. And you know, it's really funny because I remember, and I will not say who it was, but when I was doing it, one of the, I asked one of the housewives, because I came in not knowing anything, you know, they were already filming for a month and was just thrown in and not a Hollywood actressy type person at all. I've never had a desire. And honestly, I still to this day don't know why the hell I did it, but I remember talking to one of the housewives and I said, so how does it work? Like when the season's over and after you do the reunion, how do you know like, if you're going to do it again? And she's like, oh, well, if they really like you, they'll give you a contract. I have a four-year contract. That is bullshit. No one has a four-year contract. It's a season to season. And you know if you're one of the you know, main people that everybody loves, you're going to be asked back unless something major happens. But... I, I also thought when she was honest about it, that that was just the way to be because many of us know that it's not about like walking away. It's you got let go or, or you can even say you didn't get let go. You didn't have a contract to get fired from. You weren't offered another contract is really what it is. And that's what she said. Yeah, that's what it is. Every year they ask you to come back or not to come back, period. Yeah. So I'm not, so you and I were, I mean, I'm not like overly shocked. You're more shocked than me. I think you're more of a, you're more in the know of what's going on and how things have been in the past where I, yeah, I didn't know so much. And what I saw, I thought was great. I thought she was funny. Well, and this is, everyone's going to say I'm coming for Erica again, which I'm not, but I just think it's, I do think there are these certain housewives that are, they put in this like above it all category because really I don't think that Erica brings, I don't understand what Erica brings to the show. I mean, I get, I'm not criticizing her. I just don't think that she shows anything more than Teddy personally. No. Or or even Kyle for that matter these days. I think Kyle has a, you know, with, Maurizio and the kids and the, you know, being tied into the celebrity family with, you know, the nieces and everything. There's a lot more that can come with that where she can, you know, have great guests and that's good for at at her parties and everything. Erica, there's, there's no kids. There's no family life. When you go home, you don't, I mean, and Tom's a sweet man, but nobody's seeing some sexy husband that she's going home to and like, damn, I wish he'd take his shirt off. Right. I don't get it, I, but I've, I've, she's not my, she's not my cup of tea. I, I don't get any of it. Did you see anyone else treat like the production bad or just her? No, for me, just her. Everyone else treated, everyone else treated the production family like family. And really, and, and I read that yesterday, how, Teddy said, you know, that they, they're in your home, you know, they're in your bathroom, they're watching you get ready. You know, they, they see so many things that, you know, you feel vulnerable and, and they really, you, you kind of feel close to them very quickly. But 
no, not with, um, not with uh, Erica. No. She talked down to them like, mm -mm, I did not like that at all. And actually, two of the production team people told me how rude she was to them. And one of them literally said, get her. Like, I'm like some pit bull. I'm like, you have to do it yourself. I mean, those are the people that are trying to help you. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know. So I'm not like so shocked that Teddy is gone. Okay. I, I, I didn't mind her. Right? I didn't mind Teddy. I just, I think process of elimination, like. She has to go. Someone's got to go and it's her. It's not Erica. It's certainly not Rena. No. And not Dorit. I like, you know what? I, I, this season, I like Dorit. Well, everybody has said that. I, I, I vote Dorit as like the winner of the season. I think Dorit had like the best season. Totally. I, 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 I mean, I've, she never has really bothered me so much where some people say, oh, she's trying too hard or whatever, whatever. But this year, I really, really liked her. And I love Sutton. And I love Garcelle. I agree with all that. So a couple of things. So I went to high school with Dory. I don't know if I told you that last time. I don't think you did. So just because of that, I mean, it's not like we were, but like I, I've always liked Dorit for that reason. Like I get it. I get where she's from. I mean, it's the same town. So I personally have always liked her, but a lot of people who have not liked Dorit, everyone I know said that now they like her. So I think she wins the season. She's my winner of hey. the season. You know, she just, she came across as thoughtful, caring, a good friend, a lot of fun. I mean, that girl delivers with the fashion, everything. She I, put work in. I agree. And then some people, I love Garcelle. Love. Not everybody does. Why? Some it, people. Feedback on Garcelle. I think some people felt she too was boring and didn't bring enough to the show. I think your first season, you might be a little holding back a little bit just because you want to see how it goes, put your toes in the water before you start engaging with some people. Um, she did, it, it, I, when I watched the third part of the reunion, she kind of got into it a little bit with Renna, didn't she? Yeah. When Renna was kind of gunning for her about not going to Erica's... Um, uh, show in New York. Yes, she and, did. And Garcelle wasn't having it. No, that's why. I mean, well, also, I think Garcelle is like to me very well spoken. Like she's classy. Mm -hmm. Agree. She fights. She's not afraid to stick up for herself, but she doesn't like get dirty. Like she does it in a classy way, which I like. I feel like she's not gonna try to make a a, a five minute fight turn into a thirty five minute fight where. Renna will do that thinking it's good for TV. Garcelle will say what she has to say. And then she's like, okay, now I'm done. I'm not doing this with you anymore. I said what I had to say. Stop. I like that. I like it. Which is what I think, like, leading into next season, like, she's had this issue with Renna at the end. She has issues with Kyle. I think Garcelle is going to come back and, like, she's going to bring it. Like, she's ready to fight if someone comes for her. They need to get... Um, someone that's a tag team with Garcelle. They need, Gar Garcelle needs, because Rena and Erica are two peas in the pod. It was Erica, I mean, I'm sorry, uh, Kyle and Teddy, and now poor Kyle lost Teddy. Maybe Dorit will come around to uh, Kyle's side. I don't yeah. really know the dynamics. Honestly, I, that's the part where I'm kind of, uh, and truthfully, I really question how much friendship there really is. I think that Kyle and Teddy have a, a real friendship. That's real. But I don't know if the, any of the other ones, you know, and I saw, I saw that when they said on the reunion, how they all got on the plane to go to Erica's show. And they said, you know, the cameras are down. This is off season, you know, and everyone showed up like, what do you want? Like a cookie. They wanted a, you know, an award for going to see her show. Well, isn't that what friends would do anyway? Right? So the fact that they all were patting each other on the back for going to, to go 
see her show in New York, friends would do that. You don't need to pat each other on the back for showing up if you're really a friend. Right. So you don't think they all necessarily are friends? No. No. I pretty much bet the farm that they're not. They're castmates, honey. <laughs> I agree with that. Yeah. I mean, I think, like you said, Teddy and Kyle are true friends. Yeah. And I question, and now I don't even know, but I would have said, I, I would question if Renna would hang out with really any of them because I still go back to Renna is not the Lisa Renna that I have always known. She's different on the show. And there comes a time when I think the reality TV show life kind of melds into your real life and the line gets blurred and you lose yourself. And I wonder if that's happening to Renna. So in that case, maybe she's hanging out with Erica. <laughs> I agree with that. Like, so why the Rena you knew back in the day before all this was what? She was just, she was, um, you know, she's from Oregon. She's a, she's a really, you know, down to earth girl. She's got great friends that she's had for a long time. She's very caring. She has a good sense of humor. She's athletic. She just, she's, you know, she's a girl's girl. And I don't think if I didn't know that about her and I just watched the show, I would not like her. But I know who she, and I have to believe that who I know she was or is, is her real personality, who she really is. And I think the show has morphed, uh, <laughs> morphed her into not so great of a, character and like you right and me i agree that the the people that stay on these shows forever not ever but like the career housewives i think mm -hmm. they get lost in it and they almost become like caricatures of themselves agree and it's not like producers manipulating them it's like they just it's everything is about the show so when you're not filming you're saying like i'm not going to do that in february i'm going to wait until you know, April, I'll get my big surgery on camera. I'll get my, before I confront my mother, you know, with this drama that we just, I, I really believe this. Like, you literally are like, bingo, I got something, yay. My two months off, I just, let's save this. I really believe that happens. It, I think you're 100% right. And I also think that, you know, for the short amount of time that I did it, I got to a point where I started questioning if the cameras were there and thinking someone's listening. You know, there's no one in the house or in, in, in our place with us, but I'm looking everywhere. And it was a paranoia. Even when, even, and they had these like, um, I don't know what, something that they put like this paper that dims like recessed can lighting to, to get better lighting. They had these things all over my condo to dim the lights and when the season was done, and everything was done and they changed certain things. And like, you know, Catherine, if you could just leave it this way for the season, that would be great. So every time we come in here and film, we don't have to make these adjustments. Okay, no problem. So I would just kind of leave the whole place as is. And when the season was over, I took everything down. And I am not kidding you. I was like looking in little nooks and crannies to see if there was something there where someone was listening. Like I P did not like it. Like PTSD. <laughs> totally. <laughs> yeah. I, I could see that, you know. But I think, I really think that that's what happens. I think that you just, and I mean, you really, I think, then become someone who will do anything for the show. Like, the show is more important than your life. That's where I, unfortunately, feel Rena is at kind of like a crossroad she either has to and she's she's always been really you know great as far as getting in touch with you know what I know of her you know she she's friends with some other mutual friends of mine and 
they would go to a lake house in Canada and they would, you know, she would get away from it all and kind of regroup. But now it's just, I, I think it's getting harder and harder for her to get back to zero when she amps up to a hundred all season. The wait is over. That's right. Season five of the Kardashians is here. Just when you thought life couldn't get any faster, they're punching it into overdrive. Chris, Courtney, Kim, Chloe, Kendall, and Kylie are back and continue to defy expectations in all their endeavors. So get ready to go behind the glitz and glamour of the most iconic family on television. The all-new season of The Kardashians premieres May 23rd, streaming on Hulu. This summer, the world must answer one question. Why has no one made a popsicle that gets you high yet? That's right, it's summer, and it's time for you to get your hands on America's new favorite product, Danksicles. 20 milligrams of THC in two great flavors, the latest and greatest innovation from IndiCloud. Is IndiCloud the greatest company to come out of America? Maybe. But what we do know for sure is that IndiCloud is the best way to get dispensary-grade cannabis delivered directly to your door, 100% legally. Yes, they ship legally to all states. No medical card needed. Whether it's vapes as big as your head, flowers you won't find in your mom's garden, or of course, popsicles that get you high as What are you waiting for? Go to indicloud.co slash spring24 and get discreet delivery on top shelf THC products. Head over to indicloud.co slash spring24. That's co, not com, to snag 30% off your first order. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. And do you think that it's easier for her than others because she's an actress? Like, do you think that plays into it? I think so. Sure. For Kyle, for, I think for all of them, for Erica, for Denise, I think Garcelle, they're all actresses, every one of them. Teddy wanted Teddy had a little bit of an acting career. I remember seeing her hearing or something. I mean, if you think about it, it's so shocking that out of all the franchises, like this is a franchise that there are actresses on. Well, I th- it, it, yes. I and mean, I, I get it. It's LA. Had, yes, nobody's had some phenomenal career where if, if they had a great career acting, they would not be doing Housewives. Let's call a spade a spade. I mean, that's just what it is. And I think also when, you know, you get to a certain age in LA, you know, it's, it's competitive. So yeah, they're actresses. And I think a lot of it is acting. Some are better than others. And some of them, some of them I think are not, I don't, I don't think Teddy's acting. I don't know her though. So I don't know. And if she is, she's good. She can get a regular job acting. (laughs) No, I mean, I would agree with that. I do think it's also interesting that like you know Rinna has like you take her like she's had this whole career but yet and like I loved Melrose Place and I mean but like in a way this is the most popular like Garcelle I think even made a statement like out of everything I've done I've never been this popular and she wasn't she just was making a statement it wasn't like egotistical sure sure I I I think that that's I'm sure and that's a different kind of it's, it's a different kind of popularity because you're not being liked for a character you're played. You're being liked for being yourself or who people think you are. And I give Rena some credit because she puts a lot of stuff out there that a lot of people can hate on. And she must really not care at all. The thing for me, and I guess we can dive into this in some way. And, and as I said, I watched, I rewatched um, just for this, you know, you and I do this podcast, the, part three and the second time I saw it 
I, I really felt bad for Denise. I, and, and let me just say, she brought it on herself in the, in the sense that you, you know, be careful who you lay in bed with and, you know, no pun intended, but she, she hooked up with Brandy and I do believe she did. I think that that was the truth, but to have your friend of 20 years, not have your back at all has got to be hurtful. And it's not even to say not to have your back at all. To, she was gunning for her. She was going that this was the best storyline. So she was making a season. That to me was tough. That, that was, I, I had a hard time watching that, to be honest with you. I mean, I felt, I cringed. And I felt bad for Denise. I really, really did. And she made a, she should have, Kyle said she should have just owned it and said, hey, this is private. You know, I, I really don't want to talk about it. You know, and, and if everyone wants to know if it's true, just admit it. No one, in, at this day and age, no one's going to crucify you. Maybe Aaron, her husband, wasn't going to be down with it. But at this stage of the game, just own it and move on. And tell people you don't want to talk about it. I agree with all of that. Like, I had the hardest time watching Rinna this season compared to other seasons. Yeah. Like, that's what I mean. That's when it's like, I have issues. Like, I cringe when it's like, you will do anything for the show and you are now ruining a real, true friendship that has existed in your real life because you know, like you do know what to do to make this a great season and you are going to now do it. A hundred percent. That's how and, I And it's like a high. Like I could just picture Rinna getting high all season like, oh, we're making a great show here, people. Like I believe that that's the internal like she knew what to do to make this a blockbuster and i think that the show's producers are also in the ear encouraging you know yeah this is great and you know then we're gonna have a you're gonna go over to her house and you two are gonna get together and talk about it you know they'll set up these kinds of scenes so they can if there's a missing part to the story or the viewer when they when they're editing it needs to see more of something a, you know, a, a, the storyline be built up a little bit more. I, I could see all of that, but I have to, I, I, that's the part where I'm really, where I'm sad that she made that choice to throw her friendship. And not even this, David, it's not even if the friendship wasn't that great, if they were just LA friends, not great, they weren't really getting together. If they see each other at functions, hey, how are you? And stand around and have a drink together, but they weren't getting together for lunch or, you know, dinners, family time or whatever, you'd still have to say, as a friend, a girl who's a, a woman who has family, has kids, why would she want to, to, to wreak havoc knowing what Denise has already gone through with Charlie? I mean, she needs this like she needs a hole in the head. That's not nice. This, this, she's, she, for God's sake, she was married to Charlie Sheehan, went through all the hooker stuff, and now she's got to go through hooking up with Brandy Glanville? Oi. Kind of. But you would, but you would think, like, even if she saw her at functions and they were LA friends, like, you're still friends. Like, you still travel in the same circle. So you would just think, like, by default, if you're drawing your line somewhere, you would at least be on her side versus Brandy, who you don't even like. But that wasn't going to make a good, a good storyline. And, and maybe nobody else wanted to go after. And, and Denise really didn't do a good job of selling the fact that it wasn't true. I mean, I think I, I would be curious how many, the percentage of people watching believe that she didn't sleep with her. How many, can everyone raise your hand if Denise did sleep with Brandy? <laughs> everyone, who does, who thinks she didn't sleep with Brandy? I think maybe you'd get a hand or two. Everyone thinks she slept with Brandy. She's done herself no favors by, by the way she sold the, her side of the story. It was bad. In the lying of like, I'm sick, the kids, it was not good. No, although, 
I don't know. I think Denise just, now I don't know what she was thinking because you're on a reality show, but like, haven't you ever just told a little white lie that, I mean, I can think of a situation in my own life, not sleeping with anyone, but just, and you're just like, well, it's, I thought this would go away and now it isn't. And I have to double down because like, I'm too far in this little white lie. I've had a situation recently like that. Okay. Well, uh, for sure. That is a perfect example. And for sure, that's what happened to her. But even then, I think she should have, unless it was going to cause a riff with her husband, she should have just thrown her hands up and said, all right, I did it. I was drunk. I had an entanglement. Because <laughs> certainly, I mean, you have to have told your husband the real truth at this point. I would assume. Maybe she's saying Brandy's lying to him. She did not, looking at her when she was telling this, her side of the story, I didn't look at her ever once and say, yes, I believe her. You didn't? No. No. I think she hooked up with her. I think she did. And I mean, and I think that Bravo really use Brandy Glanville. She, give that girl a diamond. She deserves it after this season. She's going to put all of her business out on Front Street like that. I mean, come on. And she, she's, she's crass for me. I mean, when she said, and they bleeped it out, she's like, I effing sucked her. I was like, oh. Well, speaking of Twitter and now your newfound friend, Camille, coming to your rescue, her I mean, Brandy was putting it out there. She doesn't care. She just, because I guess Camille said something about Kyle and Teddy and Brandy just, you should see the choice words that Brandy had for Camille on Twitter. Oh, really? Oh, it's, she definitely used the C word. She used the C word uh, to start with. So wait, so Brandy, Brandy was on the side of Kyle and whomever or against Kyle and Teddy? Just just against Camille. I have to find it, but she was like basically saying like, you know, you're pathetic and all you do is troll Twitter looking for the hashtag like R-H-O-B-H just so you could make yourself relevant. And just, I mean, she just went on and on and on. Well, why can't Camille? I mean, look at me. I'm not, I'm not looking oh. to ever get on the show. I just find this season interesting. And Camille didn't care. Camille came right back at her. So it, it is interesting to me because the same thing happened this season in New York. It's so interesting to me how it, it is at least 50% of the show for any season plays out on social media now. Yeah, right. Like, it's like you're breaking the fourth wall. You, everyone watches the show, but then there's so much news over, right. like you being on my show. There right. was this much press about you being on my show and things you said and then there was all this other stuff about Twitter and Camille. And I, I want to go on the record as far as I forgot to say this before we were talking about it. Kyle and uh, Kyle Vanderpump got pissed off that I said that she was you know working to make storylines or you know kind of that's true. I mean I, I'll say this again. I like her. I think she's funny. I think she's a great lady. But she did do that. It, it, that happens. It happens. And I don't understand why she'd even deny it. Everyone knows it happens. The show is highly produced. It's not scripted. They don't tell you what to say. But they're making a storyline. And, and as, as things happen, like I said earlier, they have to fill in blank spots. So the... the editors will say, oh, we need a scene to make this more cohesive. And they'll, they'll do a scene and, and they'll literally like, will say like, we need you to kind of talk about this. This is what happened the other night. How do you feel about that? Was it made, you know, they, it's leading and it's producing. And sorry, people at home, that's the truth. That's the truth. So you can get mad all you want and hate everybody, but there's a lot of people doing their jobs to make a story. Now they don't force you to say things. 
for Brandy, they didn't force her to slap Vanderpump. But it happens because I think the women want the camera time. They want to deliver. They want to be great. And, and it is really like the little, you know, puppy. If you do something that's kind of crazy, you know, that oh, that was great. You get that. It's so you get a little slap on the back and an attaboy for maybe <laughs> being a little bit of a fool. And I think taking it one step further, the way that this is set up is there is no stability and everyone is on the chopping block every year. And so yeah. you just yeah. are thinking like my check that was $100,000 is now $900,000 and I don't want to lose this. Right. Exactly. You know, in, for some of the people that are, you know, Kyle and Maurizio that are in the, um, real estate business, it's a perfect fit. You know, they have these phenomenal homes to have these great parties in and, you know, it's, it, it's, it's great. It's marketing for the agency and, and it's, it's a great fit for everybody and they do a great job. And for Vanderpump, she's got restaurants to promote. So, you know, party at the restaurant. There's all of these kind of trade-offs and gives and give and takes. Um, but for someone who, in Denise's case, I don't know why she did it, where you've already, like I said, had a storied past and you have children who I think you're trying to bring up in a, you know, a kind of normal, somewhat sheltered environment from the real life of who their parents are and what the history is. I don't know why she'd do it. I had a, I had a girlfriend who's wanted to do the show really bad. And I'm, again, she's, I won't say her name. And there was a rumor that her husband, her husband is gay. And, you know, they have kids and they're divorced now. But I always thought, holy cow, why would you want to do that? And I'm not saying he is or isn't. I have no idea. You know, they have four kids and they're great. They were a good couple for a long time and, and all these things. But I would always say, whatever you put out there, you have to understand that there's other things that are already out there that could come back and bite you in the ass. And, you know, your kids in school are going to maybe hear, Hey, someone so-and-so said that your dad's gay. And not to say that it's a bad thing if he is, but if he's not living that life, he's, if he's not openly gay and that's not something that he wants, you know, the world to know and they want their kids to know, and they're still going on as husband and wife, don't put yourself in that situation. Did she not get the show or she decided not to do it for that reason? Hey, now you're like, who is this? <laughs> is, it a, um, is it a name that we would know? Like a Rena or a Denise type, like a actress? Uh, yeah, you might, yeah, you might know who she is, but I, I will never tell. Is that why she, did she decide not to do it though? Or she didn't get it? Um, she didn't get it. She didn't get it. And then I think I got in her ear enough to say, you really don't need to open this can of worms. You have a beautiful life. You don't need the money. You, you know, have four kids that are in, you know, a young age. And, and, and you know, and the sad thing is, is you don't, who knows whatever, if it's true or not, you just have to understand that all of these ugly rumors, all of this stuff, this, this backstabbing, gossip, mean girl stuff, is fair game. And it's not to say that everyone's going to use it against you, but you have to understand most likely there's a few of them that will. And that's another question why I would say to, to, about Denise, if you slept with Brandy Glanville, why in God's name are you going on the show? Well, that's what you said last time too. Like if you're going to sleep with someone, why have it be the town crier? That's right. a direct Catherine Edwards quote, exactly. which I agree with. Yes. I, I don't, I mean, right. Like, I mean, unless you're just so drunk and you want this and you're just like, I'm caught up in the moment and I'm not thinking, but I don't know how, like, you'd have to be pretty drunk. Yeah. I, I mean, ooh, 
Hindsight's twenty twenty on that one. But that's also the thing about your friend. Like, I don't know if people just underestimate how it works. I don't know how you could, 10 years in, underestimate it. But I agree with you. Like, whatever you want to put out there, that's great. But if there is some rumor in the real world, Teresa and Joe, now he's deported, whatever it is that exists, it is going to come out. Trust me. And I think people don't, they can't, they can't conceive of it because they're not famous. But they don't realize, like, the level of fame, it doesn't take seven years. It takes two episodes. And it's, people are going to be all over your social media and they're going to want to know everything. Right. So true. It, it, you know, maybe for Denise, she kind of felt, hey, I'm Denise fucking Richards. Like, she was untouchable in that crowd because I think she kind of came into it thinking she was you know, a successful, out of the, the group of women, pretty successful career. She was Denise fucking Richards. Like, no one's coming for me like that, much less my friend, Lisa Renna. I got someone that's going to have my back. Boom. Or does she think, like, I don't necessarily want to do this, but, you know, the rumor is, you know, first year you get 60 grand for the normal housewife. Was it that, I mean, I don't know, like a million dollars. I mean, I'm not saying that's a ton of money to people that have 90 million, but is that it? Was it like, okay, I mean, a million dollars is still a million dollars. Do they pay her a million bucks the first year? That's the rumor. No, maybe. I would think that she would get more money than the beginning. I mean, she's not doing it for 60 grand. I, the rumor is it was like a million and the whole package was over a million. Well, that's probably why she did it then. She probably figured, okay, I'll do it and see how it goes. And the first year she was, everyone liked her. I think people liked her this season. I think, I think the majority of people feel like I do, where everyone was, you kind of feel like, gosh, I feel bad for her. I don't think, you know, I, I don't think that what she did, she, she didn't commit a crime. For God's sake, she probably got drunk hooked up with a woman that she probably was, was thought was going to be a great time for a quickie. And she got busted. I liked her better the second season. I mean, I have a thing, like, I think a lot of people are, whether you believe her or not, I mean, I guess, yeah, most people don't believe her, but I still think there's a lot of people that are team Denise in the sense that, you know, no one, like, she was ganged up on. Like, this was a witch hunt. Totally. It, that was the other thing that I, watching it, David, I thought when she wasn't showing up and they were saying, well, you just stopped filming with us. You never, you never came. Who wouldn't? I'd have quit. I would have flat out quit. I, I would have just said, no, here's your diamond. I'm out. I'm not, I wouldn't. Sh- I, I don't know why she showed up to the reunion. I'd have done the Adrian Maloof and did a no show. Because she, she sat there and just looked like a bigger liar to me. And I still was team Denise. I just felt like she just looked like a bigger liar. But I felt bad for her. Yeah, I, I, I felt bad for her. And a lot of people did. Like on social media, there's a lot of people that are like, the mean girls need to be fired. And by mean girls, they mean like Kyle and Teddy, who now go on, and Erica. That's, and Rena. It kind of was like a witch hunt. They ganged up on her, it seemed like, all season. But, but sometimes I think, and I'm not saying that I, I, I know nothing. So full disclosure, I know nothing of how the storyline started. And I think that once they got the little tidbit from Brandy that she slept with Denise. And honestly, shame on Andy Cohen for, for, for doing that. I felt like he reveled in her misery and you know, now that he's a father and he's got a kid, you know, you, I, I, I feel like that's really important to think about your kids. And I think the fact that they put all this stuff out there and then they wanted to stir it up with Heather Lockler at the end. Oh my gosh. Like, has this, has she not had enough? And maybe they knew she was already quitting and she wasn't going to come back. And so they just figured throw it all at her. But my gosh, it just, it, it just felt so mean to me. Not nice. No, it, it felt mean to me. And she was going to come back. Like, they, she was willing to come back for a certain amount of money. It's just that they couldn't agree, which I don't blame her. It was probably like, this was miserable. 
she was going to come back again? Yeah. Really? It wow. really, it fell apart over my, I mean, I guess that's why. To me, it's like, well, this okay. was horrible and miserable, and I don't want your million. You know, I now want this amount of millions. You know what's really funny? It, that changes my, my feeling about it. If you're telling me she was going to come back for a certain amount of money, then have at her. You know what I mean? If I mean, that's what yeah. the... I mean, again, I don't work for Bravo, but that's what the, that's like kind of what, I mean, even Bravo has kind of said it. We, we couldn't reach an agreement financially. I mean, I think it's, I have to read the exact word, but that's the language the, kind of that was used. Wow. She probably said, you know, to take this kind of abuse and, but the, and, and I'll, I would think that they would tell her, listen, next season, you know, it, they're not going to come at you. It's not going to be about you. You'll you'll have an easy season. You'll just be on cruise control for a year. That's kind of how it goes. Because every time someone takes a real bad beating, I think you get a pass the next year. Yeah. Remember when when we did my season with the whole Munchausen and Renna took a beating that year? And then the next year, she just was on cruise control. And everyone's like, oh, we, we missed the, the old Lisa Renna. It was so boring. You were so calm. And everyone was like, come back, come back. Yeah. It's no, I, I, I agree. She would have probably had a calm season. Like, the storyline could not have been about this next season. No, no. Uh, she should have taken the paycheck, maybe. for. But I, I thought she was just like rolling the big, you know, like F you up the flagpole and telling them to, you know, go pound sand. I think it was probably a combination of both. Like, I don't know. Does Denise need money? I don't know. I mean, she has a real, I mean, I'm not saying the bold and the beautiful is paying, you know, $10 million a year, but she has a job that she goes to. Yeah. But I mean, what, and tell me, because I don't, I don't know. What did Denise bring to it other than the Brandy Glanville sex? What, you know, what? Not, Charlie, well. Charlie's not coming on the show with a hooker. I mean, what's, what, what are they, what is she showing? Well, personally, I, that's why I didn't like her for the first year. I didn't think she really brought anything the first year. This is me personally. This year, I liked her because I will always like somebody who's being ganged up on and is the underdog. So the more it went on, the more I was like, now I feel sorry for Denise and she doesn't deserve this. And I, you know, and I, that's how I, but I don't think she, first year, I don't know. Everyone loved Denise the first year. I didn't think she brought anything. I thought she was, I thought she was kind of boring. I think she just, I think the first year that, you know, it's everyone's nervous to, to do too much and to put a target on their back, but you know, I don't know that they would have gone after her the first season anyway, but she would give the old at the campfire, like, oh, I get the happy ending. She would give a few shock value things that would make you think like, oh God, it's coming. You know, she's gonna, she's gonna really, we're gonna hear something. We're gonna see something because it's in her. Thanks for tuning in to our part one sit down with Katherine Edwards. And coming soon, part two, where we talk more about the reunion. We talk about which actresses we think would be a great fit for the franchise. We talk about the recent Kathy Hilton rumors about whether she's going to actually join or not. We talk about it all. We also talk about at what cost do you give up your whole life for reality TV and what happens after you're on reality TV? Like, where do you go when the party ends? Catherine does not hold back. So stay tuned for part two coming soon. And thank you for listening to this part one sit down of Catherine Edwards, the aftermath of our original interview with her. Thanks for listening to yet another episode of Behind the Velvet Rope. Because without you listeners, I would just be a crazy person with voices in my head. And if you like what you hear, Subscribe, subscribe, subscribe on Apple Podcasts under Behind the Velvet Rope. And when you're done subscribing, feel free to leave a five-star write-up review. 
because the write-up reviews actually count. We read each and every one of them. We post the best ones and the reviews really help our shows keep going. And we really appreciate everything you guys say, especially the positive ones. And if you want to find us online, we're at Behind Velvet Rope on Instagram. We are at David Yontef on Instagram. We're Behind The Velvet Rope on Apple Podcasts. Or head on over to Patreon, because you know what? There are just some things we can't talk about here. So for our bonus episodes, go to Patreon and type in Behind The Velvet Rope. And if you still aren't sick of me, and you want more David, go to Cameo and book me on Cameo. And you can ask me anything there. I'll answer whatever you want. And I have a bargain basement price of $10. Thank you guys. See you soon.